Hello, SHL. It's uh, Rich and Luke again, episode six. I knew it this time. I knew the, knew the number. So I don't know. Making, it, so. right, it, I'm fairly certain it was six. So Somebody said something about it last time. And I'll, I didn't I'll actually... <laughs> What's that? Hold on. I got to be right back. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're uh, Rich and Luke. And I'm, somebody brought this up last time, so I'm just going to save. Right off the bat, this is Rich. The voice speaking at right now is Rich, and the other guy was Luke. So, um, had somebody uh, ask me because they weren't sure who we were, who was who, and uh, so maybe I think from now on I'll probably start by uh, saying I'm Rich and have Luke say hello or something like that, just so there's no confusion. Not that it'll come up, but uh, there you go. So yeah, it's a. Uh, Episode six, we're, I guess, about a quarter of the way through the, the season. Because, uh, you know, we got like a, a mixture of games played. I think anywhere from 13, 10 to 13, depending on the team. So it's kind of roughly a third, uh, uh, sorry, a quarter of the way through. And uh, yeah, I guess things are kind of, we're starting to see the standings shake out. I guess not that there's any real surprises. I mean, um, Things look, I think, pretty much how anybody would have expected. Um, so yeah, it's uh, we'll talk about that a little later. Uh, we got some questions. We got a question from let's see, questions from uh, Lord Birdman, Caltroid, and Carpy. So we'll get to those in a little bit. And once uh, Luke gets back, I think we'll uh, talk about some. Uh, some like standings and things. All right, sorry about that. Back, all right, all right. Yeah, I might have to cut a small amount of dead air in the middle there. Yeah, yeah, Maybe sorry about that. Twenty seconds or so. <laughs> Dude, literally right when he pressed record, I got, I got a, uh, got my name called. Ah, yeah. So uh, all I really said is, uh, like, from now on, I'm gonna uh, basically intro us. Like, I'll, I'll intro myself and then have, ask you to say hello because I had somebody ask me which was which yesterday or yesterday uh, earlier in the week. Oh yeah. Yeah, and you know, I, it probably won't come up that often, but I figure, what the hell, might as well. Yeah, um, and then I just kind of like, basically, just said we're like a quarter of the way through the season, and uh, the standings are looking pretty much how you would expect. Oh shit! Hold on, let me pull them up. And we're a fifth with through the way. Yeah, which is a little surprising, but I think that's more about how like, I don't know. It's because you're not. It's not like you're seven and three is as a good record, so it's not like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven and, and three is, is really good. Also, the good, fewest number of games played. So, also the fewest, which is good to see. Um, and then looking at our at Manhattan because we're talking about Manhattan, talking about Manhattan schedule. I think we have a pretty easy schedule coming up. I know we beat you guys today, which was nice. I kind of honestly haven't been paying attention because they you know I haven't what? seen the streams. I would, I wouldn't as well if I was in Toronto. Yeah, that's actually fairly unfortunate. Um, it's very it's, unfortunate. Yeah, there's the uh, like I don't know. We can talk it, about that later. The parity isn't there yet. No, it's really which not. Which is sucks to be on a rebuilding team because you're not yeah, going to get that yeah. many wins. Well, and, and not even only that, but our like just we're not scoring really either, which is 
Actually, I mean, I don't really care about losing. That's expected, but I would like to have a reason to look at the yeah. index. Uh, hold on, let me let me go to what we just put out for the hockey network thingy. Thing. Oh, the uh, the media piece. Yeah, the media piece for the power rankings. Um, it has who uh, like the goals, and like you guys aren't even last in the goals produced. Like your power play is good. It's your five yeah, on five uh, that is last. Kendall. Yeah, West Kendall is low. Oh, yeah, West Kendall or Tampa Bay, either or. But yeah, yeah, I know we had a couple of close games against I think Chicago and Minnesota. It's one goal games. Yeah, it made us uh, feel like there was a little bit of promise, but then we got blown up in the next two games. Yeah, but no, seven three is a good record for Manhattan. Um, I feel like we're yeah. doing good. Uh, I think. There's like a couple games where like it was really tight. It was like one to one or like two to two, and then like the last ten minutes we just folded, and then it was like four to two or whatever. It was the end. So we have been getting good games, and it's just that you know pucks don't go our way. <laughs> um, yeah. Our underlying stats are good. Our Corsi for four as a team is good, and our Corsi against is really good. So. Hopefully that translates to uh, us winning more. Um, you know, being a team that only played 10 games where everyone else played 12 to 13 games, we kind of have the advantage there because we have a couple games in hand. So we know that we're not like fifth in, in the East. We know that we can be better than that. So it's just winning those games. Yeah, I think you guys are probably realistically more like second. I think, yep, yeah, we're definitely going to be second in our division because New England is just that good for right now. Yeah, yeah. But if we can beat Buffalo or Chicago, then we're in the we're in the uh, we're in the playoffs, which all that matters. I think you're definitely a better team than Buffalo and Chicago. I think so too. But I think yeah. the season's going to be still going to be weird because for sure. everyone's getting used to shit. Um. What I am surprised about, though, is West Kendall not winning a game yet. Yeah, yeah. Even uh, though yeah. they're 0-7-3, so they had two shootout losses and overtime loss, but I just feel like they're better than Tampa Bay. But also, West Kendall has the lowest amount of games played with 10 as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they kind of are, they're kind of Manhattan's, except shifted over once. They're 07 and 3, and we're still oh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny. Um, oh, were, were you, was that from the question? Is that from no. a question or just, okay. Nope. Um, I haven't got to that yet. I wasn't sure if uh, we should just do talk about some standing stuff. So if there's anything interesting to point out, I don't know. Uh, interesting to point out. Um, San Francisco has been doing great. I noted yeah. that way before that they're going to be a really good team. Yeah, I um, think most people expect, well, if you're, I guess, Paying attention to strengths of rosters, you should have expected that, I think. Yeah. Because that roster's know. been good for quite some time, actually. Yeah. Yeah, they have been. Edmonton's been doing good, which I haven't... I didn't expect them to do this good. No. I thought, I thought they were... Um, yeah, in, at least in STHS, I thought they had kind of gotten got themselves figured out in there. It wasn't... Because yeah. the roster's not great. It's not bad, but... They're know, always just competing, but like... The last time they were like, oh shit, they were dominant was like season 46, like that yeah. type of run. Where they're like, oh shit, they got like everything. 
Yeah, they've had a, a bit of a decline since then in terms of I think yeah. their overall roster, overall roster. They are. They are doing. They're they kind of are doing a retool, I guess. New Orleans, New Orleans can't score, or at yeah. least not as much as they should be for sure. I mean, that's kind of weird, but uh, I don't know. There's not a whole lot else there that's like uh, that interesting. Uh, yeah, it's just. Everyone in the West can kind of win a game or two. Like Texas, can Texas, Minnesota, Winnipeg. I don't think they're going to be contenders at all, but no, they have enough strengths on the roster that they're not going to be like Toronto or Tampa Bay or West Kendall. Right. I think they've you all know, got like at least one good for like truly good forward line. Yeah. I mean, Tampa Bay has it, but like their depth is just so bad yeah. that it just kind of outweighs everything else. Uh, other than that, the stats uh, kind of—I kind of seen uh, Stamkos leading the league in points. Yeah, I don't think that was any like any secret that was going to happen. Yeah, I had him for lots of winners. Um, yeah, I'm doing yeah. decent in the sim so far with ten games played. Yeah, don't you have? Uh, yeah, if I was going to say fifteen, for yeah, some reason I thought it was eighteen for a second, but. Uh... And we still have two or three games in hand to a lot of people, so hopefully, I can be up there. Um, Manhattan as a whole, we're doing really good. Um, I think the only one thing that's like kind of bad is our goalie, but that should be fine because we have Peter Larson. He has like, like 1,300 TPE, so it's just like you know getting some some luck on our side. Oh yeah. Uh, other than that, I feel like we c- we had a game plan going in to the preseason, and then we just had to adjust a bit on what we wanted we wanted it to be. So, other than some slight changes, we've been doing really good. Um, and then, for most of our team, we're under 100 PDO, which kind of makes sense on how we have been doing, doing because we've been out-shooting people. It's just that we've just been losing a bit. Yeah, your uh, goals for isn't super high, but your goals against is really, really good. Yeah. yeah. So, hopefully... We get some luck on that end. I think a lot of people are shooting under ten percent for Manhattan. I don't quote me on that, but yeah. yeah so like our power play quarterback's only shooting two percent as a defenseman, Ooh, and yeah. he has like forty nine shots on goal. So that's just change. Um, and then we just have a lot of people that are under like eight percent. So they should be. We should be getting some bounces our way soon. Uh, I know the game against Buffalo and Calgary, their goalies were like standing on their heads. So that that's probably a reason why. Um, and then one thing that I like about Manhattan is that um, we have a lot of different build diversities. So it's not just all like the same thing because we wanted people to like choose their role kind of. Like even Pris, who's inactive at this point in terms of updating our player, we asked her what she wanted it to be, and she gave us a couple of options. Nice. Yeah, so it's nice to see that. I know our defenseman, Sisimanadra, or um, his player name is Andre Duskiel or whatever. He always wanted to be a defensive defenseman, but like he hasn't really seen the results in SCHS because, you know, finding defensive stats there is like terrible. Yeah, yeah. With this, it's at least you can he can see 
stays doing well defensively. Like, yep. uh, Andre, like, uh, he has like a 64% Corsi 4. Um, he has, he's getting more shots. He's, when he's on the ice, there's more shots on net than there's against. So it helps. Like, he's finally happy with his player on how it's progressing. So I'm happy to see that. Yeah, that's great. Especially when it's like, uh, yeah. Um, the idea of like not there not being like a standard like this is what works so this is what you build kind of thing yeah that's nice um is there anything else you want to talk about really quick or do you want to just jump into questions oh we can jump in questions all right the first one's actually fairly interesting it's from lord birdman yeah um he says with the switch to fhm and the importance in role slash tactics how do you see GM drafting changing? So that's a good question. Yeah, and I think you'll have a better answer than I will, but um, I don't really think it's going to change a ton. Um, I especially I think okay. So in the the earlier rounds, especially, it's not going to change because that's going to be you're just going to get the best player you can get. I think for the most part, maybe you see some change in the like mid and later rounds of people trying to select for a specific purpose, maybe. Um, but again, I think you'll have a better answer at being you know a gm yeah so actually even this past draft the reddit draft um we didn't really ask people for their builds like their fhf builds or like what they wanted to be um we did just out of curiosity but the overall will only affect how we draft because we're looking for the personality over what they're trying to build because we can probably fit them wherever um sure especially if they are a team player um, but that, you know, if someone really wants to be a sniper, they're going to be a sniper, at least on Manhattan. Um, or if someone wants to be a power forward, they can be a power forward. Um, but I don't think it will come to the point where GMs will choose one guy over another, depending on the build, because people's minds can change. And uh, I feel like in SHL, it's more important on the person than the player sometimes yeah I, I agree with that i think yeah. best person slash like player regardless of what they want to do is is your best bet yeah but it may change slightly if you're if uh, if drafting for needs instead of best player available sometimes because you do need that depth so and so if like a team at seven is choosing between a if the best player available is a defenseman, but they really need a center, they may go to go for a center because of sure, the depth sure. needs. Or, or if you got like a, a you know three or four guys, you kind of grade roughly the same at your pick, and you may that may then I don't know shade your yeah that your, could change decisions as well. If a guy wants to be like a power forward, but you got two power forwards, you're like maybe we choose the guy who like we rate the same as like a playmaker or whatever. So that that may happen. I'm not yeah. really totally sure, but for Manhattan, it probably won't make a huge difference. Yeah, and but... I think for the teams that would that would make a decision like that, they probably already were in SDHS, in, you know, in a similar way, maybe not with quite as much depth in terms of the individual yeah. player role, but, but in a similar way. I think way. rebuilding teams will accept anyone. I think the people who would probably be that is good teams that are trying to build either to either to replace a aggressing player 
or to add a player in the future, like three to four seasons from now. So if there's like three players that are around the same, one's like a playmaker, one's a sniper, one's a power forward, and they all rate them basically the same as in terms of like what they think they're going to achieve TPE-wise, then they'll maybe choose a one type of player over another. But that's actually a really good question. Yeah, yeah. He's got a, another part to it, which is, I think we kind of already touched on, but he says, do you think things will change so that GMs value certain builds more than others? I'm not sure. Maybe. Maybe when like the meta gets a little more fleshed out, um, but we'll, yeah. I, you know, I kind of hope not, but that's most likely I, will happen to I, I some there, extent. Yeah, I think there was always going to be like um, attributes that you do want to put TPA into, but sure. I think the you need diversity in FHM, and you need depth, and you need a lot of things that SCHS lacked. So you don't want have you don't want to have a bunch of people with the roughly the same build. So I think time will be the ultimate uh, answer for that. Yeah, yeah. Things will definitely change in like 10, in five 10 15 seasons. seasons from now. From now. Yeah, even five. Yeah. Oh, even after this season with the free redistribution. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I always forget about that because I'm not going to, I don't care about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to change build the only things um, i might change i have so little tpe and it just doesn't matter yeah we have a plan for the future we always have a plan for the future so maybe but i think we're good for right now all right uh i think we're probably done with that huh you want to move on to the next yeah one? yeah sure all right next we got uh cal and he says, uh, other than the Enforcer builds, what do you think the most <laughs> underrated build will be and why? Uh, I think counterattacking forward. I'm not, I guess I'm not um, familiar enough with the, S or the um, FHM builds with, to really know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just tend to, you know, based on the history of the SHL, I just tend to believe that defensive builds will typically be underrated. Just because they're not, you know, you don't get the points. You don't get the. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking with counterattacking. Because they're not, because they're supposed to be more defensive in general. So I think mm -hmm. they'll be more underrated. Um, it's it's hard to put like a rating system onto builds. Like obviously snipers, you're gonna need snipers and you're gonna need playmakers. But like, like for defensemen, you need a good defensive defenseman. I feel like. Like, yeah, you need yeah. someone to play penalty, kill minutes, and, and block shots. Yeah, so, for sure. I think there's going to be builds that some people may be like, I don't think it's going to be worth having it, but it will be worth it. Yeah, I don't know if they'll be underrated so much as they'll just be less attractive to most users because they're not as like flashy or fun to see perform. Which I guess is kind of like being underrated, but it's just I don't know. It's less 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 about they're rated poorly. It's just people don't I don't know want a different experience from the league. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I think from a next player, a while from now, I think it's going to be more defensive build. You know, I was going to ask if you were already because I 
all, I kind of constantly think about what my next player is going to be, which is yeah. ridiculous. But I was going to ask you if you had a, had a thought on that. Yeah. So like season forty-seven, I was going to, and then still SCHS, I was, it was going to be an enforcer defenseman. I was going to be the best enforcer defenseman. I'm going to. I was going to get like nineteen hundred TPE like four years from now, and like be a beast as an enforcer defenseman. But now with uh, FHM, I think it's. I think I'm still going to be a forward, maybe a defenseman, but I'm going to be more of a, of a defensive slash counterattacking type. Or maybe power forward. I don't know. It's hard because there's like, I want to do everything. Exactly. It was, that's I want to makes, try it all. I, I really like FHM as, as an engine. I, I know... Uh, it's it, it is a little bit weird seeing games going to like ten to two or whatever. It's really weird com- coming from SCHS, but I'm excited overall for the amount of build diversity that you can get and the amount of tactics that you can use. So like, you can't just put everything as like a zero one four. On like the the physical off defensive and and offensive and just call it a day. You mm. can actually have to do stuff, and that like that molds with the team because there's certain um, strategy that goes to certain type of build makeups. All right, he's got another question. I assume this is for you because uh, yeah, it is. It is for me. He says, "Why is Czechia the best?" Yeah. Um, we just have a really good group, I would say. Um, I think we are, other than like probably Canada, because they have so many people, we probably the most active locker rooms in I in the uh international like thing. Uh, like we talk every day, for, and we have like a thousand channels, not like a thousand channels, but we have a lot of channels for like specific things. So one of our big things is, do you know what the Marble Olympics are? Um, No. I mean, I have an idea, but... Okay, no. so it's a YouTube channel called Jelly's Marble Runs where he has a bunch of marbles and they all compete in races or whatever. Okay, I think I knew about this, yeah. Yeah, so we have a specific channel just for like posting the videos, talking about it for a bit. It's a really fun thing. I don't know. I, I just, I like it. I've seen what it grown from. Checky, I mean. Because in like season 43, it was kind of like the build up. Because season 42, we got a bunch of uh, international people to come to Czechia. So we had like Gek and some other people. So being able to see the build up from that is, is really cool to see. Well, that's nice, I guess. Yeah. It's nice because uh, there's a lot of people that are there that you normally wouldn't really talk to if you're mm-hmm. like in your own locker room. There's a lot of checks in Manhattan, but like other than that, there's people like Cal or Blast Me Away or uh, or Ufig or uh, who else? Grapes in there. Forgot he was a check guy. Um, Jay Fisher, he's on Buffalo. I wouldn't have known him. Uh, there's there's a lot of people there, so it's, so it's cool to see 
it's it's cool to see that and talk to people. Yeah, I haven't like I guess um, so. I was in Sweden for quite a long time with my last player, and then now yeah. I'm in the um, U.S. team. And I guess the Swedish team, I don't know, may have changed because obviously it's been quite a while since I've been in there. But uh, that there was not a whole lot going on there. Same with USA though. Yeah, I hear USA is kind of dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and which doesn't. Yeah, it's fine by me because yeah. I. It's like I don't know. I don't. Yeah, my choice of uh, nationality is just strictly like character story based for my player. Yeah. Yeah. But I I, I can appreciate that. that some people like an active uh, an active uh, international locker. Yeah. Especially, I guess in off season, especially in, in the juniors, would where for some teams there isn't a lot of people talking in the off season, like not mm-hmm. what they used to be. So having another Discord to be in that's active helps a bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Carpi then as well. He was uh, asking the biggest surprises of S fifty three so far. Both positive and negative. I would say the negative, honestly, is how high the scores go, like in terms of like goals in a game. Unlike bad teams, they're 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 really high. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be a, one of the negatives for me personally because I don't know. I just feel like, like obviously, bad teams are going to be bad, but. I don't know. I just feel it was weird to see like seven to one games or seven to nothing games. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's um, yeah. The the quality and roster is uh, like very very different. So I guess the um, I don't know. Again, my problem isn't that it's a, a loss. You know, coming from the Toronto standpoint, it's it's more that like I don't have any incentive to watch the games or care about the results because they're so one sided. Yeah, the the parity is uh. It's very one-sided right now to about 10 teams, and then the rest of the six teams are more of just waiting yeah, for the season like, to be over. Yeah, there's a very clear division in when you look at the standings. So I can definitely see how, how people can, on those teams, be demoralized a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hope. I, mean, I, I don't think it's true for us, necessarily. I mean, it's definitely, you know, there's not, like, I don't know. Um, I don't think it's, like, like really hurt anything in the locker room, but um, I could see yeah. how it could be a problem, um, especially with a team that is trying to rebuild and where you need to, you know, people to have something to look forward to. Yeah, with Toronto, it's more just like you know you're in the midst of it, and yeah. you have, yeah. and you can see the the light at the other side, basically. Yeah, that's kind Which, of my thing with the, the the team is that we're going to improve really fast, probably faster than or you know as fast as anybody else in the league. Um, yeah, I mean, because the problem with that is we're goalie. really, really low. So, yeah, you have a goalie, which is a big step, and then you have both of your GMs that are young in terms of the season. So, yeah. as long as they can get moving and the the players can can earn to be at a good enough pace, you'll slowly start to become better. That's the plan, hopefully. Yep. We'll be adding to like 700-ish, seven, probably 750-ish TP forwards in uh, next season. Yeah, so then it just comes down to coaching and trying to do coaching better. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Which, that's not a concern for me. I think ML's, 
he knows well he knows as much as he can uh, at this point you know but i think he's going to figure it out and he's got some things already figured out yeah i think amel has the right mindset to be for toronto uh what else surprise wise um maybe how good um wagstrom's doing yeah wagstrom is doing really good I, mean, um, I you know i think everybody expected him to be the the best player in the league but like he's like like of two points per game i think right now something like that um i think new england is going as a really high offensive team and scoring a lot of goals as they can which helps when they have wagstrom so yeah. i uh So it's just, and then they also have a really good defensive core, so they're able to do it. So they're able just to just body other teams, and then just Wagstrom being at like two twenty thirty, two thousand thirty or whatever, two thousand eighty probably. You know, he's gonna be great. Um, and then I think like the difference between like a player like him and a player like me. Because I'm the second highest CP in the league, is that I'm trying to be more of a balance build than Wagstrom, yeah. who's gonna, who's trying to be like an offensive machine. Yeah, his build is interesting. His his build is all offense. We know obviously as much defense as uh, so not to be a liability, but I'm a lot more balanced. Um. Yeah, I think it's gonna. I don't know if he's going to normalize it or not. But we'll have to see on that. If Wagstrom gets over 100 points, that's going to be insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that'll be... Uh, yeah. Uh, kind of a problem, really. Yeah. Like, things need to balance out at least a bit, because right now it's... I don't know, it's not but right. I think New England's, like, right now, they're, they cannot be looking like Edmonton season 46. Except their goalie is a little bit bad, but having that much great defense and offense combined, I think it it the goalie doesn't need to be as strong as it could be. It just needs to be all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. They're just, like, having both Asclap and... Uh, Who's that a really good defense guy? Defenseman? Uh, they got a couple, don't they? Because what's his they name? Have, uh, they have all six players o- defensemen over 1K. Yeah, who's the bad take guy? Um, the guy that he's like 1,500? Uh, Kalju? Oh. Oh, the bad take guy. Oh, shit. He's not even... Oh, uh, NCO Kalju, yeah. Rutu. Rutu, yeah. They have Rutu, who's at uh, 1,500, basically. They have uh, Ask Clap, who's at 1936. They have uh, Maximilian Egger at 2200. They have Flarian at 1300. They have Guy Zeng at 1600. They have Dylan Carlson at 1800. So that's a really good defensive core. Yeah, for sure. And then on top of that, they have Wagstrom. They have uh, they have uh, BBJYGM, who's flapping shoddy. They have Hot Dog. 
They have uh, Dick Clapper. They have Gordy Boomhover, who's over 1K. Even though he is inactive, but he was able to reach 1K before he went inactive. Uh, they still have Anders Christensen, who's at 1,400 TPE. So they just have a really good squad. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, so everything's kind of coming really good for them right now. I guess that's about it for questions, huh? Yeah, looks like it. Yeah. Is there anything else interesting going on in the league right now that we can talk about? Yeah, I did. I, uh, since last week, I lo- technically launched, but like the Simulation Hockey Network. Oh yeah, that was yeah. So that hadn't started because we were talking about because the first post yeah that, been that started the literally next day, the right? next day. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so we created that. And it was really dope. We got a really good reaction, and then um, Reed Sutherland was like, "Hey, I want to do a SMJHL version of it." So I'm like, "Okay, dope. Get some people. We'll get a server, and we're gonna create it." So then. Uh, Reed and a bunch of other season 43 players made the SMJHL one. So then I'm helping with that. And then I'm obviously doing the SHL one. So it's been going really well so far in a week. We had for both the SMJHL and the SHL, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine articles already. Nice. Yeah, so we had the preseason three stars in power rankings for the SHL, and then they had the preseason three stars for the SMJHL. Yeah, for some reason I blanked on it. That's fine. And then for April Fools, there was a joke, Junior's trade. So they did like a roundtable reaction to it for the SMJHL, and then they also did a rookie roundup where they basically highlighted some rookies, which was cool. Um, and then we just put our first power ranking for the regular season out. Um, and then we did like the introduction to who we are. Uh, I did the cases for the bottom teams just to like see where they're heading and some like uh, some strength and weaknesses. And then Mean Sharky did an introduction to advanced stats. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was really excited when I saw that. Yeah, so, like, partially from the podcast, I was like, oh, shit. And, like, other people in the locker room was like, what the fuck does this mean? I'm like, oh, shit. We should probably do something about it so people actually know what it, like, what they are and what it means. So we did that, which was fun to do. Yeah, it actually helped me quite a bit. And I at least have a, a... Some, somewhat of an understanding like it's still a little bit uh foreign to me but it like i kind of yeah, get it's just like a little bit a lot of it's just to explain like what it actually means and like what it like how they they calculate it i guess mm-hmm. and then i feel like people some really don't know what grade or offensive or defensive or just regular grading means yeah so if like someone on the awards committee puts that as like why someone won an award, instant Thunderdome by me. <laughs> I think. Uh, where did I see? I saw somebody discussing that somewhere. Where was it? 
it might have been the Kelowna locker room, maybe. Yeah. And I, I, the people that were talking about it understood what it meant wherever I was. Yeah. Stayed. Like they, they got it. So they knew what was going it's on. It's good to look at it to see if you're doing well in that role. But if it's something right. other than seeing like how you are to the rest of the league, shut it down. Because yeah, yeah. that's not what it means. And I can't, I really, even though it's going to be terrible to see, I really want to see an awards person be like, he won this award because of this, this, and the grade. Oh. Yeah, it's going to happen, almost certainly. Like, it's just, yeah, it seems unavoidable. Yeah. You know what? I mean, we... The only thing I could see is because, like, they have really good stats, and then his role as a defensive defenseman got him, helped him get that. Maybe, but, like, not really. It shouldn't be looked at. I think the only way we should ever really use it is in, like, the context of, like, being able to say, like, in, in media, being able to basically say that the person was playing their role correctly or, or, or well or, or something like that. It doesn't really have a lot of value otherwise. But it yeah. does have some value there. You can see that the person's doing what they're supposed to, you know, you know, they're doing their assigned job on the ice. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's so weird. It's going to happen, though, for sure. It, it for sure will happen. Yeah. But no, um, the, the network thing, I was thinking about for a bit. And then with the change to FHL, I'm like, uh, I might as well uh, do it. And then Sharky, who is small now, scale on the site, we drafted him. He thought of some, something similar, but he didn't know how to implement it. So I'm like, I got you. Um, so yeah, and then the second part was to get like really good graphics. So Seven, who is on Carolina, he has some amazing graphics for like the for like the power rankings and the three stars. So it really helps like make the media articles really good. Yeah, it definitely definitely helps when it's just not kind of just I mean it's not like uh and when it's not just paragraph after paragraph, it's a lot more interesting when you've got something to look at. Yeah, so that's that's the main thing. It's like to break it up. Um, we obviously want to convey like why we think they're there, but like having that graphic just makes it that much better. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah, um, much 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 more presentable. Yeah, so because the one thing we want to do is make it easy to read instead of just having just paragraphs and paragraphs, and then you're like, oh shit. So like, I spent a good portion of the time just making sure that it just looks good. So now we have a whole format where it just it just looks appealing to just look at. So I probably will still have to do something about the graphs because it's more of like a graph spam. So maybe just splitting it up a bit more other than that. Yeah, I guess, yeah, when you get to that section, it's like just one. Yeah. But other than that, um, it's really good. A Sharky who does the graphs, he has it in a way that it really makes sense to a lot of people. Um, so yeah, we got, we got a good amount of people that are on it. So it's not just me and a couple people. So deciding, so, well, it is me, a couple people, but it's not like me and one other person deciding. Sure. It's like me and four and five other people deciding like the power rankings, three stars of the week. And then eventually like award, uh, races. Which, uh, um, speaking of. Yeah. I was going to ask how you felt about the, um, cause I think you probably have, uh, at least one grievance with the, uh, awards. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, about not wanting the uppercut. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did talk to, to Carlson at length about it afterwards. And we came to a conclusion that my way of thinking of the Lance uppercut and the committee's decision on thinking about the Lance uppercut, two completely different reasonings. Okay, so here's here's my thought on why San Francisco wins. Yeah, because uh, I actually have their their like why he, they won over you. Okay, so what I think it probably was is see, I was surprised too because the way you laid it out, it was like, okay, yeah, you guys are probably going to win it. But yeah, my thought is they probably see that the impact of San Francisco's moves was greater, um, even though there weren't as many. Yeah, so that's kind of it. So. So the way that they see it is a split with coaching and trades, which oh. I don't see it as coaching decision. No, at not at all. Coach, yeah. So they said, uh, it's like I'm actually another award for for just that. I, I know. So he said, Carl. He said for for this is a quote now. For me, coaching was always the team that got the most out of the roster. For San Francisco fell way short last year, despite a solid roster. They did some retooling. And saw way better results than they were nominated for. No, no, I said, yeah, that that would go to coach of the year, not GM of the year. And I would, and I said, getting a roster for the short term, but also long term. Like if you go all in a bunch of players with a bunch of players, but sacrifice a lot of future assets, then you're not a good GM. Um, and then I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call getting rid of guys who are seasoned away from regression and getting too regressing retooling, because they got rid of. Uh, McLeod and someone else, and then they brought in Gek and uh, Peter, even though Peter's still really good. Um, and then he says, it's how you view it. If you had a bunch of younger players, yes, it's good, but you need to see results too. A team with a buttload of potential but no results aren't aren't a really good team. I'm just, I'm just one of six or seven people that voted for it, and they seem to vibe the same way. And then I said the difference of opinions on what makes actual good GM and how people vote for GM of the year. Um, so yeah, no, I, we, I went back and forth on him because for me, a good GM is building towards the future, making sure that you still have a good team, but you're still conscious of the future. Um, like looking at the trade beat for Gek and Symmetric, Manhattan obviously won the trade. Like we got a guy eight seasons away from regressing for Gek, who was uh, like nine, 850 TPE and a season into regression who isn't updating, but they just didn't see it that way. And then if you want to talk in terms of what we got out of the people, um, Leifer got like uh, 38 points and Peter got like 40 points. Um, Pris got a lot of points. Symmetric and, and uh, Zorum, who we called up, we called up Zorum. They got points. So like the results didn't really matter. It just seemed like there are more of like the coaching results than the GMing results. That's what it felt like for me. <laughs> so it kind of sure. got. So yeah, his original thing, because I was asking, because uh, I basically said, uh, okay, let me back up a little bit more because he said, uh, I asked for how close is Lance uppercut rating voting. And then he gave it to me. And then he said they had the benefit of going, going basement to president while adding a few parts. But that's at least why I had him at number one. I had rage too. And then I said, 
Um, so trading for Leaf or Pris, Symmetric, and Wuma and calling up Zoram while going from five regressing players to one regressing player and getting significantly younger doesn't move the needle head for the rage. Um, and then he said, because we didn't move that far in the points and, um, and San Francisco did, that's why. I kind of buy it, but I don't know. It's, it's yeah, a that, tough argument. I get why the argument's there, but that should be going towards coach of the year. Yeah, like, I suppose. I, I don't know. It's it's weird because it's hard to, I don't know. It's tricky. It is tricky, but like, because being a G- good GM means that you have a good team, but making a point that your, your bottom team, they obviously underperformed, but going from bottom team to the top of the team, that should fall into the coach. And of course, being a good GM means that they get a good roster together. But for me, San Francisco, they traded away two two young players who were inactive, but like one of them returned from inactivity, I'm pretty sure. So they traded away two people that were like season 46, season 47, I like to say. And then trading away Symmetric, who is a young, really good young asset for them, to get Gek, who's inactive, regressing defenseman, and then trading a first to get Peter. That was a good move, but I felt like their moves just didn't, just weren't good moves in general for, for the for the future of San Francisco. But what do I know? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's how it goes. It's SHL awards, you know. Yeah. It's like one of those every year. Yeah, I just, the way that I think, the way, I'm sorry, the way that I think GM of the year should go, because, and the way that the voting people think are just two separate things, because I think Buffalo should be in it way more than they should, than they have been. They're, yeah, they're one of the best run teams in the league for sure. They are, but and because they actually, don't make those trades. You know what drives me insane is that it feels like they're not even doing anything. It's other teams just vomiting picks and players to them constantly. It's like, what's happening? Right? Uh, yeah. So I like, don't get it. They're a really run, well-run team, but they never get voted for GM of the Year because cause one of the prerequisites is making trades. And one of the benefits that Manhattan has is that we just always make trades trying to get better, which we have been, and trying to get younger. Because like from... um. The last season to the season before that, season four, 51 to season 52, we had like five or six regressing players. And then in season 52, we only had uh, we only had two regressing people because two people, two uh, season 42 guys started regressing. But we, we got rid of um, we got rid of uh, we got rid of Deacons. We got rid of. Um, why am I blank on their names? I don't know. We got rid of people who were regressing and were that were losing value. So we were able to get value out of some of them, and then we just let some of them go in free agency in order to get people like Pris, who are season forty-six, even though she's inactive, ha- having a one thousand TPE inactive person is better than having. Uh, a semi-active 800 TPE hard regressing forward. Yeah, and, and I imagine her contract's good as well. Yeah, her contract's good. And then getting Leifer, 
to replace one of our regressing forwards that was i think now it's at like 1300 or whatever and levers at like 1300 so it balances out and then calling up zorum and calling up symmetric to replace some guys who were regressing who were around their tpe those were good gm moves i, I don't know <laughs> Like Buffalo should Buffalo and Calgary should be in GM of the year race a lot more than they should be. Yeah, yeah, I think it's more about people. People are always looking for the change in like results from season to season, and using exactly. that is too much of a too much of a gauge. Yeah, I agree. But I guess uh, it's some, I don't know. some things about awards I just don't get. Yeah, yeah, that one's that one's tricky because I don't know you. It's it's hard to like um, to measure it. Uh, without digging fairly deep, which is probably asking a bit much for the awards committee, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. But like, and obviously, like it's a season-to-season thing, so you can't really cite them being like really, good, really well run over the years. So it's kind of like you have to put like value to it, which I understand. But like, like teams like Buffalo and Calgary, they always were, they always are a good team whether it's calling up people or trading uh to get future assets that are good like buffalo has been trading away like rookies that they couldn't get on the roster for like first and second and then they just keep on recycling that while keep on getting younger and younger so yeah yeah that's that's the rant (laughs) nice nice i thought we might get something like that but uh, you know yeah like I, I I get where they're coming from. I just don't agree where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, I got a question for you then. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't have an answer, so don't feel bad if you don't either. Um, yeah. How c- can we like as a league, um, incentivize? I don't incentivize maybe isn't the right word, but uh, incentivize uh, players changing teams like through free agency, or I guess mostly through free agency. Uh, I mean, incentivize incentivize again is not the right word because I don't want to like encourage yeah, people to I, to I jump teams. But like, so Jay and I talked about this because I was asking if sign trades were always a thing, and he was telling me how they weren't, and people were were doing free agency a lot back then, but now it's more towards like helping the team out that you're leaving. So I think JY said he pinpointed it to like people in Calgary leaving, but um, Steelhead was like, "Can you do a sign trade?" And they're like, "Okay." So it kind of slowly over time became that. At least that's what JY tells me. I mm-hmm. tend to believe JY on that. Um, but I think people should—they shouldn't be forced into sign and trades in the guise of like. You're leaving us with nothing, right? But, but like, I understand why because like teams are a lot more. I want to say like close knit, but like you're able to have access to your teammates more with Discord over the years. Um, but with Manhattan specifically, with how JY manages, um, he doesn't care if people leave him in free agency without a sign and trade. Um. Like we let Boomcheck go <laughs> in free agency to go wherever. Oh, we want. tough, tough loss. Yeah, tough loss. But like we had other people who 
who left in free agency when JY was still a GM. So he has that way of like, sure, you you know, you don't owe us anything. So I feel like some people need to get, not like get through, but like there's obviously going to be people who are like, I'm going to stay here because I really like the team. And like they're a good team. I like the people around them. So that makes sense. But like if people want to see free agency, I fell into this trap, of course, with a signing trade. So like I'm part of the problem here with uh when I got traded from San Francisco. But I feel like more people should be less afraid of leaving their teams and giving them nothing. Like it's not that hard, I promise. Yeah, like you've you've done a lot. Um Oh, it's one of my next, favorite things. <laughs> with with my next player, I'm definitely gonna be like, if I'm leaving free agency, I'm just gonna leave. No, it's. I mean, it's actually really uncomfortable. Um, if I'm honest, like it's. It would honest. It is because like we're actually like real people. So like, in the, in like yeah. the NHL or whatever, like. The you can't just say like it's it's a business decision because it's yeah. not. It's not. It's not a business decision. Because you're not getting real money out of it. Yeah, yeah. I tried to. So the one time I like, uh, my intention was before I signed in Portland was to like just take the biggest contract regardless of where it was gonna, it was gonna put me. Um, but even then, it did that didn't work. It didn't work out that way. It's it's, um, and in the uh, that off season, uh, Buffalo owned my rights, and it was so. Yeah, I remember that trade. It was so uncomfortable just dealing with uh, with Walrus. Was it, it must have been no, not Walrus. Uh, who was the guy? Was it Finn Walrus? Uh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't Finn. It was uh, oh, it was the the guy. Yeah, I think it was Walrus. Yeah, TDW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's only been Walrus yeah. and Finn, and maybe like the person who created it back in season twenty five. Yeah, it was just like I could, I could just tell he was so defeated by the trade and the fact that he wasn't going to sign me because. Yeah, it was just he didn't have the money that I was I was expecting to be able to get, and it's just yeah, it's super uncomfortable for sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, wait, it was like so. From what I have on the trade history, is Brandon. I don't know who Brandon is. Oh, he might have been. It might have been like the trade, and there was like Toman and Walrus that were there. So it might have been like a season after. Oh boy, I don't know because because Buffalo tried to trade for me more than once. Oh. Yeah, because. It was Aggie who made the trade, and then... Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, that would have been... It was definitely Walrus that I was dealing with. I, it might have been, like, a transitional season where, like, it was Brandon's last season doing the GM stuff, maybe? Probably. I don't know where I got where I got Brandon from. <laughs> he was, I'm pretty sure he was in, like, their management at some point. Yeah, I, I think it was, like, a, a mixture of the, the Walrus, Brandon, and Toman that were there. Because who was the uh, kind of? Because no, guy? no, Brandon founded the team, didn't he? Brandon founded the team, and then it yeah. was Walrus. So I'll bet this is like it was like around was the like, time when Walrus yeah. took over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, they traded you for a third and a second, so it's like it's not, it's that, not that bad. And I don't remember the draft at all, but yeah, I thought it was anything crazy, but still. Uh, they got Noah Stevenson, and they traded that pick away for from new england so like nothing major yeah, yeah. i've had to deal the same thing there with with uh with ace as well yeah because you get those uh, gms who are like you know you're hurting you're hurting your 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 friends yeah you leave. 
So like well, give us something in return. With Ace, it was just like uh, it was just uh, just a free agency. Like I wasn't like he didn't oh, okay. run by rights or anything like that. It was just yeah, he was very with, persistent though. I dealt with Ace in free agency. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So those are the two two for me that are the most difficult, just because they were yeah. Yeah. I Shiny change will obviously will happen, but I think well the hope is that they start become less and start to become more. I would like to see... uh, If a person wants to leave, they should leave without, like, being a sign-and-trade. Yeah, I would like to see players place more value in themselves and um, I guess take chances. Uh, Don't necessarily, I don't know, go to a... I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out, like, a way to encourage a player to, I don't know, sign with a bad team or sign with, I don't know, I, I don't know. It's weird because the but money like, isn't going to do it. Yeah, uh, what's going to do it is the GM and their plan. Like one thing that sucked to me with Manhattan was JY had he had a plan, and he followed through with that plan. Like when he first took over, the, over as a GM, he was like, "All right, this is the plan for the next like ten seasons." So it's like some from season thirty nine to season forty nine. So I was like. At like season forty seven or season forty six, season forty seven, they're gonna be switched to being a playoff team. So like the years before it's all rebuilding. And then from season like forty nine to season fifty three, it's the cup window. And we kind of managed to win a cup in that window. Nice. Yeah, it was kind of the same thing for me with Portland. So like, like I so like I wouldn't say uh, it's because, like, I'm trying to think of like what ML could say to free agents to get them to come into Toronto, or like people, or like from Texas to come to Texas. Yeah, like it would have to be a young free agent player. Yeah, it's tough now because with SCHS, at least you could, I mean, get get somebody points, and I, you can't even really do that now. Yeah, it's like I don't know. Oh, I just brought up. Um. Wait, no. That was his. That was his rookie reach out. I'm trying to find where he messaged me for a free agency. Uh, interesting. Because he he laid out the plan there, so I'm going to try to find that. That's interesting like, because I actually didn't get it. I haven't. I like when I talked to him prior to the draft. I didn't know anything about that. I mean, honestly, part of part of my incentive for going to to uh, Montreal was knowing that I'd get a shitload of points like early in my career because I was going to be one of the better players on the team for a fair bit. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. So I got it. So they originally offered me one season deal for eight mil, and then I just like, and then I in the end I just said minimum because I had like fifty th- fifty mil at that point. Um, but. I'm trying to find where it says. Oh yeah, so this is like the the game plan. He says, uh, "Manhattan are going to make the playoffs next season. We're in a weaker division with Tampa Bay involved in the conference, having Chicago under under us. Uh, we're going to be better than a lot of people will think because no one is ready to give us a p- chance. We've been four points out twice, six points out twice. Once in my time as a GM, we were rebuilding the whole time. We're not re- we're not building anymore. We're going to be start." We're going to start dominating soon. We want you to be part of that. 
I'm willing to go to great lengths to make it happen. Then he said some other stuff that I can't really say because it's our like free agency pitch. Sure, sure. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. so it's always JY always had a plan and he stuck to that plan. He didn't talk he didn't jump the shark or jump the gun early and he stuck with it. So like ML I feel like has a good plan. So if he shows young free agents free agent players that plan. And he's like, we're going to stick to it. Like, let's say it's like a top right wing or whatever. Like, we have, yeah, we have like Rich, we have Mika, and we need another top winger. So you're going to be there. These are the people that are going to be below you in second, third line. They're still like, they're still going and getting TPE. And then talk about defense and like how they're really young and they're coming up. And then the goalie. And then like, this is like the five season plan. So like, as a free agent, for me, it was more just like about like obviously the locker room, but also how the GM was taking like the next five seasons as as a team. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's... So like it's you're obviously not going to be getting a player that's trying to win a cup. You're trying to get a player that wants to be good on a team that is on the rise. Yeah, I think it's it comes down more to like um, players don't really let it get to that point. Like in terms of like even considering free agency a, an option, and I think not not that they don't consider it an option, but they don't give it a chance. Yeah, I th- yeah. If it's if it's like a person who um who may be like I want to test free agency, but like their GM's like you know do the do this extension, and they're like oh okay. Like a test free agency, you're gonna get a lot of pings, but like, it's it's stressful but fun, and to see who's interested in you, see what offers are out there. Like, I wasn't going, I wasn't originally going to free agency, looking to, looking to, uh, get out of San Francisco, for the most part. Like there were some reasons for me to get out of San Francisco, but like I would probably have been fine there. But you know, free agency happened, and there's there's a good amount of teams that I liked and what they offered me in terms of different things, in the terms of like what locker room they have they have to offer in the locker room and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of teams that I would like to experience the locker room. Yeah. I think especially with FHM, maybe free agency a bit more. I don't I don't know. But like it's tough. It's yeah, tough to, yeah. to to say to some to say to a GM like I'm gonna be testing free agency. Like for Manhattan. Uh we had a couple people say like I I want to try to t- test free agency like two season or like a season out, but like when it came down to it, they're like, when we went back to talk to them, they're like, I want to resign here. So we didn't really have anyone that's that wanted to test free agency, at least when I was a co GM of Manhattan, which is four five seasons now. Like we we've been lucky that 
a lot of people like the team and like the locker room. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. yeah from what I understand, you guys have a, a really good locker room. Yeah, we do. We, we, I, I don't want to call it this, call it the best locker room because I the only locker room I've been in was like San Francisco and Manhattan and a little bit of time in Edmonton when we played games there, but I feel like we bring something different to an SHL locker room. Yeah, yeah, I think we bring something that most locker rooms don't have or are lacking. Mm, that's intriguing. <laughs> what does that mean? You know, we, right. just, we just have different type of things. I don't know. Most people who come here like it, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, and then if someone doesn't like it, then by yeah, all means. Ship them out. Ship them out. Yeah, like, um, Jed. Like, oh, really? So, Jed, he liked our locker room, but he just. He thought, okay. So, we all like Jed. Everyone in the locker room likes Jed. Jed likes Jed. Jed likes the locker room. But he just didn't feel that motivated to to continue to be active active in the SHL. So, we asked him what he wanted, and then, um, like a change of scenery would be good for him. So, that it happened. Yeah, that's um, fair enough. Yeah, like, you know, if someone doesn't want to be here or they feel like they could be more active somewhere else, like, we're not going to... And we had like, a year on his contract, so we could just... We could have forced him. Not like we could have, but, like, if we really want, if we really wanted to, we could have said, like, hey, do you mind waiting for another season and then see how it goes? But, like, we didn't want to do that. I feel like we wanted, we wanted to promote just, like, um, league... Not, like, okay trying to think of the the right words because like we wanted to make sure that uh what's the word we wanted to make sure that it was he, that he was happy before the team was happy i guess that's all right thank you yeah yeah yeah. That yeah, makes sense. Make, yeah so like i don't think he's active anymore but i think yeah, i was gonna ask because i thought he i wasn't. don't think he he is he hasn't been updating at least since January. But like we traded him in when did we trade him? We traded him in uh, uh August, September, something like that. So like I think he wanted to experience some somewhere else. And he felt like he he could get be more active in another locker room, or like try to find like uh, not like another life, but like a fresh breath of air, I guess. Sure, sure. So like he was kind of getting bored of the league, maybe. But yeah, he, yeah, maybe he has something. Been, he was might, getting yeah. bored of the league because he's been here for a long ass yeah. time. Yeah, he's uh, he's like s nineteen or eighteen or something like that, isn't he? Something, something like, like that. that. I don't so, like, think he was still... S20, but I think he was like just a little bit before that. Yeah, so he still pops in to the locker room here and there, say hi to him. But uh, just going back through our, our DMs, but like 
uh, you know, when he said he wanted to, um, like he wasn't feeling it, um, like updating and being active. So we were like, Hey, um, if you want to change the scenery let us know. And he's like, okay. And then he gave us some teams like, I don't really want to be there. I'm like, okay, cool. And then we reached out to other people. And like, I was, I was telling him updates every time something happened. So we had like, we had a trade that fell through and then we landed on Chicago and we told him and he's like, okay. So he, he was happy that I, that we were very open about it. So I feel like it was the best deal for the both of us. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we are like actually a fair bit over now, an hour now. All right. So uh, you got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, before we wrap it up? Don't think so. I want to, uh, I guess. Oh yeah. I want to shout out my guy, my guy Gerbs. Cause he just, he updated again, which is great. Oh yeah. Gerbs. Yeah. Um, I think it was Ken Otav, one of our rookies that did a media with him and they did, or Gerbs did a, a Jersey thing. I think it was Gerbs. Gerbs is, Gerbs is a good guy from what I yeah, hear. He's actually, he's, he's been really good and he's kind of plugging away. I mean, he's at 621 TPE, which isn't, you know, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So he did. So it's him. No, it's M does dubs. Never mind. He's another Toronto, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, but yeah. He, he's got a new player now. He retired and he's gonna he recreated. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, because he, I, from what I understood, he wasn't that active. So I'm guessing he's trying to recreate and be more on top of things. Yeah, yeah, he kind of like fell into like a bit of a like a inactive period, I guess, and he felt quite a ways behind, and then that kind of lost motivation, I think. Yeah, but he made he makes it. He made a pretty nice jersey. Yeah, and he's got a nice right. little head start because he's got a, a decent bank built up already. So, yeah, so hopefully, uh, he gets more. He be not like gets more active. But like he sticks around with the player more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess we'll call it there. I think. Yeah, maybe next week Toronto will have a win. <laughs> they should have a win. Yeah, I. You know, we'll see. Like I. Oh man! Like I don't actually even care about the wins, really, because like we're not we're going to be almost certainly the worst team. Well, at this point, we're it's pretty it seems pretty certain we're going to be the the last yeah. in the league. But I just want I just want to score some points, you know. I mean, you have, have more points. goals for than than West Kendall at the moment. Yeah, but don't they have? Yeah, they also have like two games fewer played. So that's true. <laughs> oh, shit, I didn't even see that. Yeah, that's yeah, true. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all right. We're going to get there. It's just going to be a little painful for probably, well, I, mean, I don't even want to think about how long it's going to be because I can't, feel, I don't feel like I have a good handle on how long it's exactly going to be. Yeah. But yeah, all right, we'll uh, call it there. If you listen through the whole thing, thank you. Sorry about that, mi- that like, I don't know, like two minutes of dead air. I don't think it was that quite that long. Maybe it was, I don't know. Yeah. It was, it was long. Get... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it is yeah, what it is you. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll catch you next week, I think. Are you going to be around next week? Should be. Still in quarantine. Nice. nice. Yeah, I got uh, I got some time off next week. Okay, nice. Vacation just to not be at work because we got 
like a bunch of people are getting furloughed. And of course I'm in a job that they can't, nobody else can do what I do. So I don't get, they can't send me home, which I mean, oh. it's nice that I get to continue to make money, I guess, but I don't Yeah, like whatever. It's fine. It's fine. So I'm still working. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we'll call it there. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Stay safe. Wash your hands.